time for the feature interview of episode six. And this week, we're delighted to have with us the head of tourism for Wicklow, Fred Verdier. Fred, of course, is also the man behind EcoTrail Wicklow. Fred is from France, but he's been living in Ireland now for a number of years. He married an Irish girl and has a fantastic, beautiful Irish family as well. And it's a great chat with Fred because we talked to him about his vision of EcoTrail Wicklow and the highs and lows involved in trying to organise a world-class trail running race. Um, He's been doing some incredible work for Ireland, for trail running in Ireland over the last couple of years. I've seen him with an Irish flag at the Eiffel Tower in Paris. I've seen him in Chamonix in in UTMB week in France um, where he's promoting Ireland, promoting Wicklow, promoting of course Eco Trail and he's done an incredible job with it. He's also behind the Trail Running Ireland website. He's full of ideas, full of passion, full of energy for trail running in Ireland. Um, So it's a great pleasure to welcome him to the show this week. Apologies on the bad sound that you'll hear from my end in this interview. A bit of a funny COVID-19 microphone story. I got myself two new microphones to try and improve the sound quality for when I'm doing interviews. Neither of them worked. And when I went back to the shop to exchange them, they said that due to COVID-19, microphones cannot be exchanged because of the risks involved of maybe picking up the virus once a microphone has been used. So uh, I'll leave it at that. You can imagine the frustration. But so apologies for the bad sound. But Fred's voice comes through loud and clear and his energy for trail running in Ireland. And indeed, the passion that he has for Wicklow and knowledge of the trails in Wicklow comes through clearly and strongly. Enjoy, everybody. Fred Verdier. Fred, you're very welcome to Trail Running Ireland. How's it going? Good, Owen. How are you? Good, thanks. Good, friend. Great to have you on the show, Fred. Look, I feel like a complete fraud here. I mean, with all the previous great people you had, I shouldn't be here. But anyway, let's give it a go. But Fred, that's exactly what we wanted to do today because we've been talking to a lot of the top Irish runners over the last couple of weeks. And I just thought it would be great to, to change the pace this week and talk to somebody who is relatively new to trail running and can offer the listeners a different perspective maybe on how to enjoy the trails in Ireland and specifically Wicklow in your case. So maybe the first question Fred to to start us going is when and how did your trail running adventures, how did they begin? Uh, Look I mean um... I, I, through work, really, that's where it, it really started. I got a, a, um, a call from Fulcher Island um, uh, back, oh, it was seven, eight years ago. And um, she, the, the lady said that we have, she said, I have uh, two journalists, three journalists from an Italian trail running magazine that want to come and run the week away. And I'm like thinking, running the week away? Like, we're talking 120 something kilometers. It's like, are they mad? And we both laughed because they didn't know what to do with them. I didn't know what to do with them. But then uh, those lads, uh, they came over to the office in Wicklow Town. We had a chat. We um, looked at the map and then they uh, we planned some sort of a route from Tinnahili. Uh, it was a, we did a three-day route that they started in Tinnahili. And uh, they, the first day they did Tinnahili to Glendalock. The second day they did Glendalock to Enniskerry. And the last day they did Enniskerry back into Dublin. And... Um, uh, they really enjoyed their, their their time in in Ireland. We kept in touch. 
What happens after uh, is that a year after, I got a call from them and they say, look, we're setting up a trail running event in southern Italy. And they were looking for journalists to cover and promote the event that were going to be that was going to be on uh, the following October. And um, I didn't know anybody from trail running or anything. And then the guy said, "Well, look, why don't you come and uh, uh, and you know you know what we're about, and then uh, see what it's like." So I got invited to uh, I think it was four days in in uh, Gargano, which is a lovely, lovely, lovely place. Uh, in uh, the region Puglia, in southern Italy, and um, we were a group with a various um, uh, journalists from all over Europe, and we had the the, the 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 trips structure where we would run 10, 15 k in the morning up in the uh, hills, uh, and then the afternoon we were fed, visited some lovely uh, places around southern Italy. And then uh, the day, the following day, started again. Now I, I, I ran the first two days. I died, literally. But one thing, I, but I, I loved the experience. I mean, it was so good because at the same time you could indulge. You know, having burned a lot of the calories in the morning, you could eat and then uh, uh, um, enjoy whatever the the Italians were throwing at us. That was great, brilliant, brilliant. And I loved that thing so much that we came back. And then organized uh, two years in a row a group of Irish runners to go down to the event, uh, uh, Gargano Running Week, and they have it uh, still going on. And um, that was the beginning of, of the uh, the trail running adventure. Loved the thing. Uh, absolutely loved the thing. Sure. And, and over the last couple of weeks, Fred, we've been talking to Irish internationals, the likes of Paddy O'Leary, Sarah McCormack, Ian Conroy, and I've been asking them for their tips for people listening on how to become better and stronger runners in the mountains. But say for yourself, who started off running, maybe in your mid-40s, I think it might have been. Yeah. For, for, for people that are listening who maybe are like yourself, who are you know coming out of lockdown, or this year just looking for something new, what tips and advice can you give to those people? Um, the, the hardest parts that you experienced as you were starting off or any good tips that you um, used in your training as you were starting off? Look, I'm, I'm different than those guys. When I, I, I don't like running, I never did. Uh, I remember in university writing a paper how much I hated running. Um, so running was never my thing. I did enjoy the Pyrenees, uh, walking, I'm French, uh, going up in the in the south, south of France, and then we, we used to go with the family hiking a lot up in the mountains, and I loved the mountains. And I, I one other thing I was doing as a kid was running down the mountains. So, you know, th there was a, I loved the, 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 the mountains, and I loved uh, going fast, but not running. And that's what trail running was for me, an initial um, uh, experience where you didn't have to run all the time. Uh, and this is where I started my journey, obviously, you know, like you said, mid forties, hitting a bit of extra weight uh, on on uh, on the tummy and the the upper body. The knees weren't great either, um, and so I, I had to. The first thing was is I had to change my way of running, uh, and and move the the how do you say that the, the stride was more on the heel, and then I had to bring it to the uh, front or the flat of the foot. I read a great book as well that helped a lot, and I highly recommend anybody that uh, considers going into trail running was uh, the book uh, "Born to Run" by Christopher Christopher McDowell. 
great book. And all of a sudden, the whole idea is like being up in the mountains, going a bit fast, um, reducing the the, the gear um, and fully exercising. My journey was uh, simple. Run on anything that is not a road. So I did park runs, but on the grass. I did um, uh, beach runs uh, barefoot. Uh, whenever I was going up the hills, it was um, walk up, run down. So, it, it, and it's still a gradual um, experience. Now I'm slow, and I'm always going to be slow. I'm, I'm a big lad, so it, it's it, it, it's never it's never been about um, uh, uh, running fast. It's really to enjoy the experience out there. There has never been um, an outing, a trail running outing that has been uh, bad. Uh, sometimes when I'm on the roads, if I have to run, and I do do a few a few runs on the roads, um, because of the, the the joints and and the the, the pounding on the on the knees, uh, I come I finish the run and I'm sore. Uh, the heels are different. You're always constantly looking where you put your feet. Um, it's it has a softer ground on the uh, on on the on the foot as well. It makes it more gentle to the joints. It's a much easier experience. It's a more enjoyable experience. Um, sure. I love going it's, very, it's very different to the road, Fred, I think, as well. Uh, if you're training for, say, a road marathon, you really have to be running probably, you know, at least four times a week. Where I know with yourself, um, you said to me before that if you're training for a trail race, whether it's an eco trail race, an IMA race or whatever it might be, you don't necessarily have to be running every time you go to train. You can maybe run on the trails twice a week, but then you do lots of other things like swimming, stand-up paddle, walking, yoga. And between, and between the combination of everything, that will actually get you in decent shape for a trail running race. And nobody's asking you, what pace are you running at? Or, you know, are you going for a sub-four-hour marathon or sub-three hours? That it's just about actually getting through the course and having an enjoyable experience as well. I mean, if you, you, you mentioned Eco Trail, and we're going to go back to that one later on, but I think a lot of the people doing the the the, the eighteen or the twenty nine k, there was a lot. There were a lot of people that just went out for the experience. So a lot of it was walking fast and your sweat and your experience. But but it was it, it's still. Um, um, you cannot compare with the road. I mean, there are obviously the elite guys that are going to try to run that thing, and they do, and that's amazing. And I mean, all with that one. But the the uh, the vast majority, when you're you're starting a trail race, it's about finishing the race, and it's about enjoying the journey. Um, uh, road, it's about timing. Um, you know, I've done a 10k with um, friends, and they're always on the road, and they're always looking at the watch to see if they're on the. The, the constant at their um, as, as pace uh, trail run there's no two trail runs uh, that there are the same you know you might we're talking about distance we're also talking about uh, climb and descents and how the ground is if it's technical or not um, so there, there's such a variety of, of, of uh, experiences and um, yeah I mean it's such it, it, it's discovering the, the 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 outdoors and having a, a great exercise uh, at the same time and everybody has a different uh, have different levels for me it's just an enjoyable ex experience to be out there you know 
And Freddie, you have a very special relationship with, with Wicklow. Um, you're the head of tourism there with Wicklow County Council. Um, I'm sure a, a tough but enjoyable job, I'm sure, especially at the moment this year. And you run a lot on the trails in Wicklow as well. Where are your favourite places to run in Wicklow? And I know you know a lot of the history of those trails as well. Some fascinating history and some fascinating trails in Wicklow. Look, I'm, 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 I have a great product to sell, to be honest with you. Uh, and in terms of trails, um, look, Wicklow, because where it, it's located, because of the shape, you know, the, 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 I think it's the biggest, it's the largest mountain area in Ireland, uh, 30 kilometers of coast, uh, the highest mountain outside of Kerry, um, the, the, the biggest forestry area. Uh, we have a network of trails that... Um, you know, as with the Wicklow as the backbone, and then uh, the county council and the local uh, communities have come up with the and indeed some uh, uh, local landowners like Quiltshire, Belmont, and other places that have come up with uh, uh, new trails to connect with the Wicklow Way or loop trails around. There's tons of places to choose from um, in Wicklow, and like you said, it's not necessarily just about the the trails themselves, but it's also the history behind the whole destination. Um, when I sell a, a, a walk through um, the Wicklow Way, it's not just uh, a, a walk through fantastic landscape and sceneries and villages and stuff. It's also a journey through Irish history. I mean, um, we have tombs uh, up there that are older than the pyramids. I'm talking Sea Finn up there that some of the people might know. Uh, again, when you look at the entrance, this is 5,000 years old. Um, the early Christian, Glendalough being the main place, but Glendalough area, um, you know, that, that, that early Christian settlement that came um, in, in the Wicklow area to contemplate like St. Kevin did in, in the, uh, the Glendalough Valley in, in the 6th century. Uh, and then, you know, the Normans, the Vikings, the rebellions. I mean, there's great stories about, um, uh, and those hills have been run for hundreds of years but you you have uh, every christmas or um uh, over the the january there, there's the the race the um um uh what's the race oh this this is this, i can't remember the race it's it's um commemorates the the escape from dublin castle of Oh, what's the name? Yeah, of I know if I can't think of the name. We'll, we'll oh, look. What's the name of the race? Yeah. We'll find it out. But say history yeah. behind this, and there's also the uh, Michael Dwyer um, during the 1798 rebellion that was never caught for five years, and then um, uh, the reason then it was sh sh shipped to Australia. But the reason the military road was built was to bring the troops up there to catch the rebels up there. So there, there's so much history in the back of Wicklow that makes it such a um, a, a fantastic destination for, for, for trail running uh, Art O'Neill Challenge that's the one, sorry about that it's the Art O'Neill Challenge that we have in, uh, over the, the, the winter uh, season and I think everybody can see Fred the, the passion that you have Like I know that it's your job as well you know, looking after tourism for Wicklow but you have this incredible passion for, for the trails in Wicklow but also around the country as well because because of that passion, um, you decided to build the Trail Running Ireland website to, to bring trail running um, to the different trails that we have in Ireland, to, to more people. 
try and market Ireland internationally as well with the many different trails that we have. So maybe just tell us about that project that you started, Trail Running Ireland as well, where that came from and, and what your plans are maybe for, for that too. Look, I mean, that Trail Running Ireland came, dot com, it, was, it still is a blog and a bit of fun to see, you know, um, can we help Ireland become a... Uh, grow the, the trail running uh, uh, sport in Ireland, but also help trail run, uh, um, Ireland become a, a trail running destination for the overseas market. You and I, I mean, you know what it's the, the market that is um, in in uh, the trail running market in France, in Spain, uh, Italy, UK, the US, uh, and this and and all of Asia is growing as well with with trail running. This is it's a it's a niche market that is super attractive at the moment, and it's and there's no reason why. It, it, I mean, it's going to grow uh, uh, more and more. Um, we through, through that through that and that platform is a bit of fun, and we're going to try to you know um, gather a bit more information to help people to um, um, organize their their um, um, trail running uh, journey uh, into Ireland. But we got some journalists and influencers uh, coming from uh, the, the the states, from uh, Spain, um, and and the feedback that we got from all of the people coming uh, was overwhelming, overwhelmingly positive. Everybody thought that Ireland was a fantastic destination, and I remember um, speaking to uh, two lads from the US, Brian Metzler and um, Adam Chase, big guys within the the trail running community in the US, and um, They'd been three days running around um, Wicklow, and before they left, we sat down together, and the lads were saying, uh, "Look, this is one of the best trail running um, uh, uh, destination or holidays we've had, and this is um, a, 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 this is something that comes out and out um, all the time when, when people come in and do a bit of running in, in Ireland." Do you know one of the thing, key thing as well? This is a uh, it's a it's a, a a year round destination that we have here. Um, you know, it's it's any time of the year you can go and do, uh, and we know that uh, you can go out uh, out in the in the mountains and then and run uh, and do a bit of trail running. When um, you know the Alps in winter, there's no trail running there; it's too cold. Spain, I don't envy you in the in Madrid when it's like forty degrees going running. You couldn't do that here. It's Britain year round. And the scenery, like you said, throughout Ireland, I mean, you know, the north, the west coast, uh, the south, it's just unbelievable, this, the diversity of, the, of uh, scenery that we have. I think that is going to be a very exciting couple of years for trail running in Ireland over the next five years. I think traditionally Ireland has been a fantastic road running nation and um, only natural when we have one of the best road marathons in Europe with the Dublin Marathon. But I think, you know, people are naturally beginning to drift more onto the trails as well, to, to escape the cities, to, to try something new. And, you know, those, those big races that are in France, Spain and Italy, people are becoming more and more aware of them. There's more and more Irish people going to UTMB, for example. Yeah. Uh, and I think 
there's some really exciting times ahead. Even a lot of our trail runners, they're getting faster and stronger as well. There's more buzz on social media about the sport as well. Eco Trail last year was a great success. We'll get onto that now as well. Lots of other good races around the country too. Imra are continuing to grow. So I think it really is exciting times, isn't it? I think, do you, do you know, the, 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 the even in the, the fact five, six years or seven years I've been involved in, in some sort of trail running, you can see that it, it, it is growing in Ireland, there's no doubt. Um, even speaking with the stores, um, they're, they're selling more uh, trail running shoes than they've ever done before. So there is a gen, and even us going up in the mountains, you can see a lot more people going uh, and running. Uh, uh, so yeah, I mean the the um, do you know what one little thing that I realized um, going back to France is if if you, every little village in France that has a bit of scenery and a bit of trails have set up their own trail running event as a as a promotional product um, because it brings people to the best areas. And it's a fabulous way to discover a new destination. I, you know, it, it, there is no doubt that we, it, it is going to grow and, and boom a lot more within the next uh, uh, years in Ireland, for sure, yeah? Yeah. Well, well, maybe that brings us nicely on, Fred, to Ecotrail Wicklow. And I know, you know, there's probably lots of runners listening in, and, and I'm going to include myself in this category as well, that I'm sure so many of them have taught over the years I'd love to be the race director of a race, whether it would be on the roads or their own trail running race now. And yeah, I'd love to have my own race and um, work as a race director. So I wanted to talk to you about Eco Trail Wicklow and your experience with that as the main driving force behind it. So maybe to start off, where did the idea, the vision, of eco trail come from uh, look, uh, go back to what you were saying earlier we all wanted to have some sort of a uh, set up an event uh, at some point i remember three four years ago i said wouldn't it be great to have a trail running i've experienced the various races in, in italy and other places i said wouldn't it be great to have a, a trail running race in 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 wicklow and i know him right has been there but um and, and they've done a great great job but i wanted to be something a bit more of a marketing tool um and i was always looking what routes and everything but there was never uh the opportunity to do this and this is where ecotrail comes in um i got a call from uh the head of ecotrail international jean-charles perrin from paris um ecotrail is this um uh, I, I got a call early oh, it was mid 2018 i think our first contact was in june and then he came over in, in uh, um, September, October to make a presentation here. Um, EcoTrail is this uh, trail running uh, network of races uh, with the concept to connect the cities with the outdoors. So EcoTrail was set up in Paris some 12 years ago with the idea to use the forestry around Paris and then bring the runners into the city center to have the iconic finish line on the first floor of the Eiffel Tower. And it worked, and it worked really well to the extent that now um, Ecotrail Paris has uh, 12,000 plus participants on an annual basis when it runs because of that. So it's, it's, it's a big event and they have, um, they've structured to have a variety of uh, distances 
Um, and, uh, you know, you have the ATK finishing on the first floor of the Eiffel Tower, but the other races finishing in front of the Eiffel Tower. So all the iconic stuff. And so the, the, um, the, um, when Jean-Charles came and he said, look, I would love to have a, um, a race in, in Ireland. Now, what Ecotrail has done in the meantime is the concept was so good that they got in touch with um, local uh, uh, organizers in various cities around Europe initially. And then um, 10 years on, they've set up, um, uh, there's an Ecotrail in Brussels, in Reykjavik, in Oslo, in Stockholm, in Geneva, in Florence, in Madrid. Uh, we have Madeira in Funchal. Uh, and then they've opened two eco-trail in Thailand and, um, and Malaysia. Uh, there's, they've had the first eco, uh, trail running race in Saudi Arabia in February, just before the lockdown. Uh, they're looking at potentially opening up the North American market and everything. So when John Schalk came in, uh, it, the initial, my initial thought is, uh, you know, we have plenty of races as well. So I wasn't, I wasn't too sold. But at the same time, he said, look, we're going to buy, we're buying into a big international network of a growing sport very and it's a way to um, it's a great opportunity to reach a niche market uh, and it's for me it was a fantastic opportunity to showcase Wicklow as an outdoor destination that really was for me the initial step of EcoTrail was use this as a promotional tool to sell Wicklow as, a, as an outdoor destination um, and then so with, with the concept of EcoTrail, I said, well, I could not but try to make it happen uh, because of the exposure we were going to get uh, on the back of, of the, the brand. Um, but it's, you know, once you have the, the idea, then it's the implementation that is a different ball game for, for, for everything. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's funny maybe how, Fred, as well, that, you know, you got that call just maybe a few years after you started your own trail running adventure. So it was a fate, wasn't it, that you had just discovered trail running yourself and then, you know, maybe two or three years later, you got a phone call from one of the biggest international race series in the world. Do you want, do you want to, yeah, to your do you job want, where you work? So you know the truth? I mean, it's, it's serendipity or whatever you call it, you know, being there at the right time. Do you want to know the truth? I got EcoTrail gave me a call um, three years ago. And the, 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 the approach, it was a different girl that came to me. And then she, the approach she had is that we want to organize a trail in Ireland and it's going to cost you so much. And she saw it wrong. And I said, look, I've got plenty of events already. I don't want another one. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the concept, is, when you have a vision like this, it, it, it's a... Yeah, it's it's a it's a big task to un, uh, to to take on and and really um, uh, maybe if you want we can we can go into the uh, uh, explain the various sure. struggles well, I, I was that's what say it was initially you know yeah I was going to say to you that you, you probably had your your marketing and tourism team behind you there in Wicklow County Council but I'm sure you needed a different set of skills. To, um, to organize an 80 kilometer, a 45 kilometer race around the Wicklow Mountains. So yeah, I presume you very quickly realized that you couldn't do it on your own and that you needed to get some professionals in to help. 
Well, look, I, I, obviously, I'm not a race organizer, and you touched on the fact that we're more a, we're a marketing entity. Uh, so, and this is where you know, once we say, okay, what do we do? Um, I had to uh, you go to the people you know, and um, uh, we I met with um, Rene, your the your 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 fantastic uh, um, coach. Uh, who met where? Who, who um, and then we we had a three. Uh, we, we met in in some um, uh, shop in Rathdrum um, with Paul, and they hadn't worked together. But all of a sudden, um, uh, Paul Mahan with his um, uh, Paul is is has been organizing races for I don't know 10, 15, 20 years now. I don't know how long he's been there, but he's he's the one behind Runamuck. Uh, He's now organizing the um, um, uh, weekly adventure. Uh, the the um, uh, what's the um, the one in Glendalough? I mean, the adventure races. It, it's been organizing adventure races throughout throughout uh, for, for various years now, and um, uh, the two of them and and Rene has done a few races as well. He's done the uh, um, the lap of the gap uh, races in Glendalough, and the two of them came up. They became a team. Uh, and took on the whole implementation of the race itself. So all the 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 uh, the, the race organising uh, was done by them, and the promotion was done through uh, through myself uh, with their support as well. But um, that's not where it, it stops. You had to have the buying in by the whole community, the various uh, um, uh, landowners, uh, the various organisations. Uh, so you know, we 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 had to go to sell the project to the county council in Wicklow. We had to work with Bray Municipal District. We had to call, talk to uh, Quilch, uh, uh, the forestry landowner, the national parks. Um, we teamed with uh, uh, Pure Project to develop that all eco-friendly, which um, Eco Trail is very strong in. Leave no trace uh, as well was was one of the key. Um, uh, uh, partnership in Ireland as well, so it 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 became this multi-agency, multi-skilled people to come together to sit down, and um, we had to sell the vision. And in fairness, everybody bought uh, into that vision. Um, we had uh, concerns about the roots, concerns about the landowners, and because I think everybody saw the bigger picture, it was not just an event to another it was not just another event it was an event to bring Wicklow and uh, our destination to uh, the next level you know and an opportunity to reach a worldwide market uh, so that that made the whole it was just sit down in plenty meetings I mean I, I, I don't want to bore you with but we had to constantly going back and forth and then defining the routes and everything it was just a, a a lot, a lot of work uh, in, in the background by a lot of people. I, I can imagine, Fred, the distress involved in it, and like without without going into details, but but I do just want to ask the question because a lot of people might think that Eco Trail is just a commercial race that it's done just for marketing or just to make money for Wicklow County Council, and a lot of people maybe think, oh, I think I'll, I'll try and set up a race and uh, make some money from it. But the reality is very different. And I know this from talking to race organizers in Spain as well. It's a huge financial risk. Um, unless 
you have literally, you know, some state backing, some state funding, sponsorship money on board as well. Um, to make money from a race is really, really difficult. And it's far from just an event where whoever it might be is looking to make money from. That That is far from top of the agenda, I think. It's it look it, 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 in my head, um, and this is why I was very reluctant to make to do an event because I know you're going to lose money for a certain amount of years before you actually make uh, start making money. Um, and and for us, it was and it still is uh, from the county council and winter tourism point of view, it's not a money making exercise at all, it's a promotional tool. Number one, now the lads uh, that organized the race on the ground. Um, ideally, there has to be a time when they start making money. But to tell you the truth, um, it, it's not it's not going to be easy, even with uh, big numbers that we hope to get. Uh, anyways, um, it, do you know the, the the first thing that happened is back to Eco Trail in in Paris. I had a, uh, my my initial talk with uh, Jean Charles in Paris. He said, "What sort of budget did you have when you started Paris?" And he came back to me and he was saying, look, my initial budget was to have a quarter of a million euro. And that was 10 years ago. And I said, I can't do this. This is just too much. Again, it, it, it became an investment from the Kent Council. Uh, we got funding opportunity. We, we did a, um, an application to the leader, pro, uh, um, uh, leader um, uh, what do we call it, country with a partnership, uh, which leader funding. Fulcher gave a bit of a, something. Again, it was all behind uh, selling a vision of what we were trying to achieve. Um, it's, events, uh, for me, uh, have never been about making money. They cannot make it. For me, it's, it's, a, it's a promotional tool initially. Um, but then all the players, we took the risk. You know, winter tourism to the financial risk on year one. Definitely so. I said, look, we're gonna, it's going to cost us. A certain amount of uh, tens of thousands of uh, tens of thousands of, of euro to make it happen, um, and and um, but it's you know I would spend that so, that much money in marketing campaigns, uh, and this for me was an initial marketing campaign. Anyways, that's what it was about. Sure. Well, I think it's becoming a fantastic brand for Wicklow and even for Ireland Fed because I know from day one when you got in touch with me about going to work at Eco Trail as the start and finish line announcer, anytime I spoke to you about it, it there were always such positive conversations and I could see the, the positive energy that you had about the race. You were in Paris with an Irish flag on the Eiffel Tower in Oslo. You were there in Chamonix at the UTMB again with the Irish flag and flying the flag proudly and just doing superb promotional work. And then, of course, when race day came around last September 2019, you know, you were there from early in the morning, last one there at night. It must have been a very proud day, along with Paul and Rene, to, to see that vision, to see that dream of, of having this internationally recognised race um, in your backyard in Wicklow, to see it become a reality, to see everybody home safe, happy runners, lots of local businesses supporting the event as well. It, it must have been a wonderful day. 
Look, I, 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 as you, as you say those words, I, I get, I still get the goosebumps because it was, it was such a high, uh, but if, you know, full of, you know, we, all, we were all very nervous and, uh, and and worry about the event. Now to go back to Chamonix as well, you like your enthusiasm, made the day. Uh, you know, when, when I, when I met you then in in Chamonix, I said, you. Uh, race announcer of what is the best or biggest race in the world. I said, I'd love to have that in Wicklow. I would love to have that in Britain. This is why, to some extent, you brought that as well on the day, which was fantastic to have. Um, look, it, it's it's a lot of nerves, It's and it's a fabulous day. The weather was there at the beginning. We were slashing rain. In, in, it was like seven, 5 o'clock when it started raining but most everybody had was back um it's it's it was a lot of high a lot of pride um it it, it was just um you know you know we had because we you know that race we had um 32 uh, percent of entries were foreign nationals we had 39 different nationalities and people there because of that eco trail network we got people from all over the world to come and it was also um, a, a test to see, you know, do we have a good race? How does that compare with the international um, uh, international events? I and I remember the, the, this guy finishing the line, and he came to me, and I met him at, at UTMB, uh, and and the guy was coming to me with, he had tears in his eyes, and said, Fred, this is a fantastic race, and we were all like, great, you know, this is exactly what we're looking for. And in in fairness, um, uh, Paul, Rene, yourself. Did such an amazing. My job was done, so I didn't have to do anything on the day other than, you know, make sure that we get the right images and then, you know, get the experience. You guys, the three of you, just put a show on on uh, for, during the whole day. I mean, you were there until nine o'clock, nine thirty, until the the pompier. You remember the the came came uh, finished line with lots of emotions and tears. It was just an amazing experience of the day, and in. Um, and it was through the hard work that that they did that we put together, and then yourselves on the day put the whole thing to make it such um, uh, an exciting day. You know, we had the the county manager at the finish line again buzzing, um, a, a variety of people that came in, experiences the place, and it's just the routes that we had as well. I mean, um, um, oh, and we I think we we hit a big uh, that was a big win on that one, managing to get people leaving. From the seafront in Bray, up Brayhead, into Kilrotary, just unique access. We, you know, there's no routes there. The land, the guys open up the, the, their their land, little Sugarloaf over the big Sugarloaf, into um, uh, Powerscope Waterfall. Again, unique play, unique time to get to 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 see this. Uh, you know, uh, uh, in a race, around um, the Wicklow way into um, the Randwood Reservoir. Uh, Lochte at first, and then the Vartry at, at Run Road, and back again. You know, the, if you think of the diversity of what we've offered on the day, you know, it's it's unique. It really is unique, and wow. it ups and down and ups and down. And like, like the image that we got on the on the day was just I know, mind blowing. You know, I remember what really struck me, Fred, was and um, just the, the community spirit that day as well. The buy-in from the local businesses as well. I remember the guys from Wicklow Wolf were there at the finish line with their non-alcoholic beers. Great partnership, I tell you, it was great partnership yeah. there. 
the, the, the guys from the Martello, we used them as race headquarters. And just the whole of Bray was part of the day. And I mean, I, I'm very much a dub. All my family are from Dublin. But I think like a lot of Dublin people, we, we have a great connection with Bray from going out on day trips on the dart. And I know, I think if I'm right, my granny and granddad went on their honeymoon to Bray back in the 1940s. And I mean, from, you know, since in the 1980s, the 90s, um, my mom and dad used to bring me and the kids out to Bray for, you know, day trips with my granny on, on a Saturday and Sunday. So to go back and work there as well and to see an international standard race in Ireland, in Bray, it was a very special moment for everybody. And I remember as well, a lot of the Irish mountain running team came out and a couple of them got on the podium that day as well. So it was really the complete day. And that maybe brings us on to, to year two, Fred. And I'm sure you've had some sleepless nights in 2020 oh, um, since, since February, since that horrible word COVID-19 yeah. broke out. How have you been over the last couple of months? planning for year two, which should have been a, a great, a great coronation of, of year two and, and building the event. But I'm sure it's been very tricky the last couple of months. Do you know, I mean, like my, I'm, I'm um, how do you say this? It, it was never going to be uh, plain sailing or whatever you call it. It's easy sailing on that one. But that added um, oh, a tremendous level of, I mean, my first reaction is to say, look, we're going to have to cancel. That's it. You know, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And I was very, I was pessimistic, really, um, at the beginning of the uh, pandemic. And I said, look, you know, we're, you know, that event is doomed. Um, and in fairness, the lads, um, you know, Paul and Renee said, look, you know, we don't have to make a decision just yet and see what happens over the next few months. And then I had, I, I was thinking, I went back to the original thinking, you know, Ecotrail, serves as a initially was a, a promotional platform for 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 Wicklow and that still can happen we know we can still talk about the event and um uh, and we know uh, that's what we're doing um now in fairness uh Ireland took the it looks like Ireland took the uh well, it has took the um the pandemic very seriously and um you know um although we, it, it's it's been <sighs> very tough for everyone and, and you know um, people lost their lives and and the families and everything um, but we are seeing the end of the tunnel at the moment um, because we're in September end of September you know all the uh, the lights are green for the moment uh, and th th there's no reason why we shouldn't have that event uh, in September and and um, in fairness um, uh, registration are going well you know, people are very keen to go out. In, uh, the sport of trail running is probably one of the um, best or ideal sports post-COVID where so, natural social distancing in the outdoors. Um, we're talking about the event itself. I tell you what, but as soon as you hit Bray Head, social distancing happens naturally there, you know. And I know that the lads are, are working really, really hard at the moment with um, Eco Trail International to, um, when the event goes ahead, we all put in place all the safety measure, measures so uh, it is run as um, safe 
and as uh, best as we can, considering the uh, it's going to be a different event. There's no doubt. I mean, we can't have the big party at the end, the buzz and the music and everything. It's going to change a bit. Uh, what we can guarantee, though, uh, obviously, we're going to monitor uh, and work with uh, the the guidelines and the uh, HSC and everybody to make sure that we have a safe event if uh, and when we're allowed to do so. At the moment, it's green lights all over. Uh, um, and then the the um, but what we can guarantee is from the start to finish, the landscape, the scenery, the experience is going to be fantastic. And that's really where um, our, our um, unique selling point stands. Uh, you you know, people coming into that event will still have should have a fantastic day uh, up in the hills. And I know as well that yourself and Paul and Rene, you've been, you know, trying to work with, again, lots of local companies to, to help stimulate the, the local economy again and try and have some, some nice surprises on race day for all the competitors as well. And uh, what I've seen from talking to people who are, have entered is just it's given lots of people something to look forward to as yeah. well. Uh, and I know just last week the Eco Trailblazers team was launched as well, where you have um, 12 people um, that are going to receive special Hoka trail running shoes, a few other little surprises as well, support from Rene as they prepare for their first trail running race. So even though it will be different this year, there won't be foreign people maybe um, that travel from abroad um, like there was last year. Lots of French people came in, for example. It's mainly going to be the Irish um, that will be there this year. There's still lots of great positive things happening. Um, it's, it's still a great opportunity to really push to, towards the domestic market. I mean, you know, we, we it is an opportunity for us to showcase the sport within the uh, um, uh, within Ireland and, and again showcase the destination and, and uh, yeah I mean it's an opportunity no matter what yeah yeah well, well listen Fred it, it's been great talking to you and I think that the take home messages are that it's never too late to, to start trail running and and if you have a vision a dream you know if it's to set up your own race to, to go for it, be prepared to work hard and, and look for the very best team that you can to, to make that dream a reality, but with lots of hard work, lots of positive positivity. Um, teamwork. Dreams, teamwork, yeah. Dreams teamwork. can come true. Um, and Fred, I can't let you go um, without asking you, if you could name one trail for us, your, your favourite place to go training whether it's Dublin, Wicklow, wherever it might be, where would you go if you had to go training in the morning time and you had your choice? Look, um, for, for, I'll be biased, but the Glendalough area, um, I don't want to send too many people in the same place, but it's just such a beautiful place. Uh, the Spink, small enough, not, long, not too long for me, which is great. But this being with the, 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 the climb and the views over the, the, the valley, like you can't beat that. You know, um, it, it's just an amazing place to do that. Uh, I, I, what, last, uh, if you want, one little story. I had a business meeting uh, one evening last year. It was in summertime. I uh, went a bit early, ran the spink. I had a dip because you can't swim in the lake, but I had a little dip in the lake and then went for my meeting. And it was just a magical moment. Yeah, 
Well, with, with that nice vision, um, Fred, of, of that wonderful area and thinking of a, a great positive day come September 26th, and in just over two months' time, Fred, we'll, we'll say au revoir, merci beaucoup, and Fred, <laughs> looking forward to, to seeing you at the end of September for Eco Trail 2020. Pleasure. Thank you very much for that, Owen. Take care, Fred. All the best. Bye-bye. <laughs>